Welcome to Sports, 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 the greatest spectacle of sports and culture. Coming to you from independent, remote, quarantine locations with me tonight, my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Uh, good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Yep. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 140. How are we? Doing good, man. Yeah. Another week flying by. Same yeah. old, same old. Yeah. Just sitting there pushing out that beard. Yeah. Yes. This, is, this is our weekly kind of uh, intro update. Yeah. It's well, usually about your beard. That's how yeah. we chronicled the quarantine. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, I've never had a beard before. Mm. Hmm. And this is how I'm, you know, slowly keeping track of uh, of the days, you know, trickling away. Like week eight, week nine, going into week nine, pushing it out. I don't even know, man. Uh, something like that. Nine? It feels longer than week nine, but yeah. I went on lockdown, I think on St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so you are at nine. I'm into week nine. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, feels like I went in earlier than that. I think you did. I think Indy did. Yeah, beginning of March. It's been a while, but Roddy, I gotta say, your your beard it's taking a turn. It's definitely looking uh, more together. Are you sure you didn't trim it at all? No, I've not trimmed it. it. He's been combing it. It looks great. Yeah, uh, Reed Reed advised me to use a comb, so I've been combing it out. Um, I did read there was a scientific study that was just done about why men have beards and badassery these mm -hmm. the, well that it, basically the theory the theory was that it was it uh it was essentially a way to absorb the shock of punches to the jaw oh. um, which is like one of the most easily what? fractured bones and so these scientists did a study where they basically took um took a bone uh, and they, instead of using a human beard, they used, um, like sheep, uh, sheep wool to mimic the beard and then basically simulated a punch. And they found out that the, the wool absorbed 30% of the impact. Wow. So a beard would be an evol an evolutionary advantage. So in the really? coming, uh, for combat. Yeah, so to prepare for the coming dark times, um, I'm growing this out to become the warrior I was meant to be. Mm, the warrior it. inside. Yeah. <laughs> we have a supplement you should probably take. We'll get Release your inner yeah. warrior. So, yeah. And I've ordered a katana and some throwing stars, so I'm going to be practicing <laughs> in the backyard. You know, taking a look at you, I probably wouldn't have pinned you as a katana and throwing stars guy. I see you more as like a... Uh, more of a mace and, crossbow, uh, a mace cross and runaway guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that kind of mace, a spray yeah. mace. At six to ten feet away, I'll then yeah. I'll attack you with bear chemical. Uh, I, yeah, I was gonna say I'm not messing with regular mace. I'm getting the bear spray. Yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to hit him from twenty feet away and be gone. Yeah, before they have a bit of a bit of a either bear spray or maybe an airsoft gun type <laughs> look about you. <laughs> <laughs> well well here we here we are again uh episode 140 doing our our sports podcast when in a world without sports so thanks for coming along with us all you fellow listeners 
And uh, if you have any uh, opportunity to go in there and go ahead and hit that subscribe button and send this podcast to one of your friends, go ahead and do that. They're bored. They don't have anything to do. I don't, I, that almost sounded like I'm advocating uh, that this would take your boredom away. It won't, but. <laughs> but it's like someone to be bored with. Yes, that's you right. Three, you got three yeah. friends to be bored with. Yeah, I don't, know, have, I don't know how many people are bored anymore. I kind of feel like people are doing whatever the hell they want now. At least they, up here they are. They've, they've moved into. Well, that's well, true. Yeah. We're back to normal. It's, yeah. I gotta, don't know that. Got to get to Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Man, crack, yeah. here's the deal with Cracker Barrel during a pandemic. <laughs> Tell me. Wait, this is only specific to pandemic Cracker Barrel? Least, well, no. So this is just a broader history. Of, I I like Cracker Barrel. Don't get me wrong. Broader me. history about, of the barrel. We talked, about, we talked about Cracker Barrel last week. But, yeah. um, Did we? I blocked that out. Yeah. the Cracker Barrel sounds good. Back in the day, though, when when they had, you know, they would have a smoking section and a non-smoking section. Oh, yes. And the lattice work. The only thing separating it was a lattice work with, like, you know, photos of dead people in pitchforks hanging. And oil cans. <laughs> <laughs> Snowshoes. Yeah, an old RC Cola sign. Yeah. And, and But literally, you'd sit down in the non-smoking section inches away from someone on the other side in the smoking section and they'd be smoking and it would just drift through the lattice work right in there. And it used to make my dad so mad. Um, but yeah, it, they, they eventually, I think they ended up putting plexiglass in there, but again, that, oh, if they cracker barrel? If they, that sounds like a fancy cracker barrel. Yeah. If they, but if they couldn't handle secondhand smoke, then I don't know that they're going to be able to handle, um, as our president calls it, our invisible enemy. Yeah. But, we're at war. Yeah. War time. So he, it made your dad mad, but not mad enough to avoid the Cracker Barrel altogether. Got to get that sawmill gravy. Oh, yeah, for well, sure. No, you only get mad about things that you don't like about things that you care about, right? If you don't care, who cares? If you don't right. like it, we, who cares? Because we all knew, we all that loved Cracker power. Barrel. We oh, all loved like solipsism. <laughs> yeah. Because when you, yeah, love, it when you love a thing and, and you know that it could be better, it's just yeah. that much more frustrating. Yeah. When you care, it hurts. It cuts yeah. to the quick. When yeah. you don't care, mm -hmm. eh, shrug it off. Yep. Yeah. And also, he, he, it's, it's hard to do the little uh, golf tee uh, game with secondhand smoke blowing into your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. It's well. true. It's true. Thanks for bringing it back around to sports. And, yeah. And in fact, <laughs> games. What, that, that's, uh, that's a great segue. Oh, man. Hey, Rowdy. How about some sports? How about it? Uh, first headline, um, I guess we're going to talk about competitive cornhole. Oh, yeah. Have you guys been watching this competitive cornhole? Where, where would I watch this? I believe it's on ESPN <laughs> on Friday nights. It I is, thought you were going to say it was like out your kitchen window or something. No, no I, there's a lot going on outside my kitchen window, <laughs> trust me, but it is not competitive cornhole. It'd be a lot cooler if it was. Yeah, so Friday nights, I believe, on uh, ESPN or ESPN2, one of these uh, former sports stations, um, they have competitive cornhole matches that I, I'm just going to I'm just going to be honest. They're riveting. The, the commentating, <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, sir. the commentating is 
incredible. Did uh, uh-huh. did you guys know that cornhole is a game of millimeters? <laughs> no, but now that you say it, it makes sense. And but I will say these guys were masked too. They all had masks really? on. This is like live cornhole. Are they touching mm-hmm. each other's bags or? Mm, no. Or sacks? I don't believe so. Corn bags. Okay. Uh, but they got all kinds of trick moves. They can slide it up and knock one in and knock the other guy out of the way or just ring it. And, uh, I mean, the commentating, it was like the excitement of like a uh, boxing match or something. Oh, my, look at that shot. What a beautiful shot. The technique, you know, and the guy, I mean, the guy was going crazy. It was awesome. I watched it for like 30 minutes. For the sanitary purposes, if your bag touches someone else's bag, which definitely is going to happen. Do they have to remove the bags or do they just disinfect the bags or what do they do? I don't know. They, just, they, they pick up the bag. There's a solo cup full of water and then they just pick up the bag and dip it in there. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it, it's, 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 a, it's a solo cup with Everclear in it and yeah. just dip. It's just like beer pong. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Everybody's touched that. Yeah. You can still drink it's out of it though because it got washed off. Yeah, that got washed off. It's on the floor. Yeah, yeah. but the water, the magic, the magic right. solo cup of water. I mean, these yeah. guys were super excited, and the guys playing were really good. I mean, it was kind of like watching competitive darts. Mm. It's rare that they miss. Mm. Uh, they're always hitting the triple twenties or the double bullseye, you know, in competitive cricket game and darts. But mm-hmm. it was wild. They got sponsorships glued on, like sponsorship uh, decals on the boards. I mean, it's the whole nine. What, what <laughs> other game do you think should should be elevated to this level now that now that this is the world we're in? Hmm. Like party game? Yeah. Like Twister or? Um... No, no, no. How? Well, first off, how is this part? How is this different than the party game we all know and love? It's Sorry, not. that you know and love and Rowdy tolerates. It's is not. It, it's not? No, it's the same. Like seven or what do you, I don't understand. I don't it's, really I understand. Four bags, right? And then like uh, when you get it in the hole, it's three. And when you leave it on the board, it's one. And then it's kind of shuffleboard scoring. Uh, so you, you know, it takes, you take the difference. Like okay. you take points off from the other person or points from or give points to the other person. It's curling scoring for gotcha. those that are uh, more fans of a better known sport and a uh, Olympic sport. But what I was most impressed with is that they called it cornhole, which I thought was only like a Hoosier Midwestern thing. Well, I was going to ask because it's I, I've heard it called bags, bags. which bags. if you bags. say that, that's bags. like a Michigan thing, right? Yeah, Elkhart. Yeah. Michigan thing. Uh, Cornhole and then beanbag toss. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Well, that's what I call it. But cornhole Um, was, I thought, a Hoosier thing because you used corn kernels in the bag. I was going to ask, is that what they're using in? I don't know. These bags looked a little different. They were much like, they were rectangular and they were made out of some kind of what looked like synthetic material and they were mm-hmm. very even and they laid flat and they a lot of the guys threw them like with an open hand hmm. and there were different mm. techniques 
but they they looked like a, they like, looked like, larger like, and heavier than what you would play at like a barbecue or something. Like a, like a some kind of catapult or a like a sling like a swing or are they spinning it? Oh, they would spin them, but they would usually spin it. You know, um, on the y axis, like it spun like a helicopter versus end over end. Mm. And then they would they would hit the board low, and it would curve up and knock the other guy out of the way and slide in the hole. It was cool. Oh, so I looked up the official cornhole rules for the American That's what I was doing American yeah. Cornhole Association. They say um, cornhole, also called corn hole and beanbag toss. Um, yeah, Those so, are two different things, though. A cornhole bag and a bean bag are two different things. Well, let's yeah. see. Bean bag got beans in it. Let's see. Play, a, play the game. You know, it just says it's a, at least the one I'm looking at, says it has to be a Pro 450 bag, which I'm guessing is the number of kernels inside the... No, it can't be. That's too many kernels. It's this, like this one says... Probably a pound. Shall be made of two fabric squares, six and a quarter inches square with a quarter inch double stitch seam on all four sides. They should be made of 10 ounce uh, per square yard duck canvas and may be any color that is easy to see during cornhole play. Each bag shall be filled with approximately two cups of feed corn and finished bag should be a minimum of six inches by six inches square and weigh between 14 and 16 ounces. Um, Due to the recent shortage of feed corn, we will allow the use of plastic pellets in lieu of feed corn. Oh, those jerks. Yep. Why don't they just get some dent corn? I guess that's what we call progress, huh? Yeah, I guess so. The duck cloth makes sense. That that does make a little more sense now, like looking at it, Um, because it was they were they held their shape. You know, I've played some people's homemade ones where they've just used like almost like flannel fabric or bandanas Mm -hmm. or something, and they're real floppy. But these seem to be a little more rigid. But these guys were in on it, man. And they had cool masks on too, like skeleton face masks and stuff. Mm. I mean, they were getting into it. Scare, scare people. Even the photographer had on a uh, mask. Mm. I mean, they were being safe. It looked yeah. like they were in some kind of like hotel ballroom. Where they? Oh were yeah, they probably yeah, in like a convention center. Rowdy, yeah. what do you want to see get elevated to a new sports status now that we've we've gone into this brave new world of cornhole? Jarts. Those are outlawed, I thought. Lawn darts? Lawn jarts. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I want I'd the, play that. I want the I want the originals, the sharp. Yeah, the big uh, ones with the they metal. had the fins. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. we had how we how do you do those? the uh we had the plastic rounded ones and those were cool. Oh. But then I found a box of the actual like metal spiky ones. Yeah, that's what you want. Garage. And almost killed my sister with with them. Oh, yeah. so this wasn't recently. No, this was. Uh, yeah, I was probably <laughs> in the day. I was probably like nine, and yeah. I just remember like throwing the jar. It went up in the air, and my sister was about four, and she's just standing in the side yard, and I just see the jar come down, and just land right in front of her, like a couple inches away yeah, from the ground. Like, oh my gosh, that would have killed her. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most incredible Olympic videos I've ever seen. Have you ever seen that referee get hit with a javelin? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. no, it just pierced right through him. Goes into his front, comes out his back. Did he die? I don't know. 
Hmm. This was like probably the 70s or 60s or 70s. But oh, man. Yeah, it was wild. I don't know how, yeah. Paying attention to the wrong thing, I yeah. guess. You, you, you kind of lose track of things. And they, you know what they should get hmm. uh, to judge those is uh, retired outfield. Yeah, because uh, you can pick up and you can judge better. Like judge yeah. the have your your um, depth perceptions got to be good. Yeah, so you could probably tell better how like you, basically you spent your whole life getting underneath whatever's falling, so you right. can tell where not to be. Right. I mean, I know that they need to be as close as possible, but the thing does stick in the ground. Yeah, so I don't understand why they got to be out there in their suit. Yeah, why they got to be out there in their suit jackets waiting for that spear to hit the ground. Yeah. Just get out of the way. Yeah. It's a very, very odd uh, sport. Jarts. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Uh, sp- speaking of very odd sports, yep. Uh, we should probably move on uh, okay. to uh, college football, where yep. we've just heard that Bryant Denny Stadium has been hit with the Rona. Certainly yeah. has. Uh, what's what's the here? Off-season construction project at Bryant Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. Uh, as recently, the construction crews recently had a uh, number of infections, uh, positive positive cases, uh, but that for some reason has not delayed the timeline of the construction oh, yeah. project. Sure. They're still going to be ready for the season, and um, I don't think they they really miss too much. It's uh, ongoing. I didn't catch exactly what they're doing. I was down there. I was down there back in probably like, oh man, 04 when they were adding the second uh, upper deck on the end of it and they had like the cranes and stuff still there. But they've been closed it in since then. And when I was down there three or four years ago, now they're over 100,000. So I don't know. I don't think they're adding like seating capacity. They're doing something else to it, but I'm not quite sure what it is. So so it, it was shut down for what? like a couple hours just enough time for everybody to head to the restaurant which was also open <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right go down there and get some barbecue with uh with uh uh some sweet barbecue and some potato salad yeah what, uh, what is some baked beans uh yeah i don't that. think i mean it wasn't shut down for very long at all i guess they just hired another crew yeah, it was an, an undisclosed number of people of workers too. So That's we don't right. know. I mean, yeah, are we no talking info. Like, are we talking like chicken farmer? Well, you know, we Bama talk- borders Florida, so they're used to uh, manipulating the data. Uh, also, oh, probably go. in their scholarship program as well. So you know, right. I mean, specifics aren't necessary or important. We just right. keep this moving. Roll time, un- boys. Yeah. They all you need to know is that it was plural and we're back to work. That's the right. end. Yeah. That's it right. was workers. It was it workers. So yeah. Well, they're not the only ones talking stadiums and and how they're going to open up. Ohio State said they're going to uh, limit their game. Uh, the Ohio State, apologies, <laughs> the Ohio State University. Um, so they want to limit their um, games. To twenty, somewhere between twenty thousand and fifty thousand fans. So, could be twenty percent capacity. Could be fifty. I was going to say a fifty to seventy percent reduction. Yeah. So it's a 
pretty sizable uh, uh, reduction, but I, they haven't really come out with exactly, one, how they're going to do this, how they're going to limit it, the number of fans, and if they're going to space them out, and two, which fans are going to get the seats? Because that place seats over 100,000 people. Right. 100,000, and you're going to say 100,000 of those people may not be able to get in? Oh, that's going to go well. You know who it's going to be. It's going to be uh, the diehard fans. Yeah. And the students. Definitely not the boosters who are paying $80,000 for seat licenses to a public university uh, watching public uh, employees get paid millions to <laughs> right. amateur athletes. Right. Well, they're going to be in their sky boxes, uh, you know, quarantined off, recirculating, um, you know, air mm. through some kind of HEPA filters. They'll be fine. Mm. I did see on the news today the uh, chancellor of Notre Dame, Father uh, Jenkins, mm-hmm. uh, said that they will be bringing back the entire student body in mid- mid-August and that he's not concerned about the football program because they're a self-contained unit and they can test themselves and stay stay to themselves and do everything like that. And it's going to be business as usual. Hmm. And, for, and for all the students, for all the students. Wow. And when they asked, well, what's the, what are the specific plans? Uh, Father Jenkins said, well, we're still working that out. And within the interviewer said, don't you think you should have had that worked out before you made the announcement? He said, no, nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> we're, wow. we're good here Next yeah. question. I mean Blade, it's, bathed in the blood of Christ it's, it's gonna be crazy fun. but yeah I mean like the the CDC guidelines for reopening schools just came out and these I think well are, they just are, got released they came out a month ago right yeah. yeah well and these may even be watered down from what they originally were but there's right. crazy you know things like um that I would never would have thought of like um in hallways, hallways are supposed to be one-way routes oh. with tape on sidewalks and walls to make sure kids stay six feet apart. Bob Jones has um, been doing this for decades. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that's, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, uh, for uh, uh, granted, this is this is more for elementary and high in middle school and high school, but on uh, buses. One one child per seat, they've got to skip rows. So like busing is gonna be insane because Jeez. I mean, how are you gonna how are you gonna get all you're gonna have to make, you know, three times the trips right that you would uh otherwise. I, I don't well, I, I just I don't think we'll be going back. I don't you're think you're also assuming that this is this would be mandatory schooling. I don't think it's fair to assume that if schools were to open that even that attendance would be mandatory. Oh, for sure. Right, right, right. That's good point. I think a lot of parents will either say we're not sending our kids mm-hmm. or the schools will say, you don't have to send your kids. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Well, and, then, and that's, you know, that's when you, you think know. about a college, a, a college or even a high school, like one of the, one of the regulations is that you're supposed to stay with the same staff all day. And it's like, well, you don't do that in college. You're literally walking, <laughs> you're yeah. walking all, around campus to different classrooms all day long and interacting right. with different groups of students, yeah. different teachers. So it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do this at the college level for sure. Well, don't worry because the NCAA Division One Council voted to allow voluntary on-campus mm. athletic activities to resume for football and basketball starting June first. Hmm. Not any other sports, just football and basketball so far. So oh, the big money sports. I, well, you know money i'm sorry amateurs 
I don't know how they came up with these two sports. It was probably just drawn from a hat. It's yeah. definitely not anything else. No. And that's interesting. I was I heard from uh, somebody recently who had been in a meeting with that was basically talking about like for high school sports, reopening high school sports, and essentially said, "Yeah, like we're we're opening ourselves if if we're opening up sports, we're opening ourselves up for liability, you know." And not and if the so, turtle has anything to say about it. Well, that's turtle, true. That's true. He's trying to block all that. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. So it'll be, it'll be interesting, but yeah, like, so I think at least at a high school level right now, everyone's just kind of like, okay, well, yeah, we can't afford to be sued. So we're not right. like, and they will be for that. sure. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the college level. Some interesting, interesting lawsuits potentially. How you, but how do you think these schools get around this, uh, bringing athletes back and still having their campuses closed? I don't see how they can do that. I, I I really don't. I don't see how, especially that they're quote unquote amateur athletes. Like I, I don't know how you can do that. If you're not going to have on campus classes, I don't see how you can have sports, on campus sports. But if your campus is closed, like some of these campuses are still closed, mm. June first, they're saying, "Hey, we'll, we'll we'll allow you to come." Why University of Wyoming? So they're they're going to open their campuses. June first to everyone, so it makes sense that then they're able to say right. they can the athletes. But some of these other schools aren't even open. School Butler University, I, it's not allowing anybody. Uh, you know, or it doesn't have any events going on on campus. I don't okay. know how you bring kids. Has has that been talked about with this? Not that I've heard. I haven't heard that explanation. What I've heard is that. They're going to have a uh, accelerated semester at a lot of these schools. That they're not going to have a fall break, and that classes will be dismissed after Thanksgiving. At Thanksgiving. Hmm. Okay. So there won't be any classes after Thanksgiving because they'll blow through fall break, and so I don't know if that means they're going to go to like a, you know, twelve or thirteen week semester versus a sixteen week semester, or, yeah. or how they're going to do it, but. I- I'm less I'm less concerned with that as, as and more concerned with this uh, double standard that's starting to present. For sure, itself. I don't because know. it's only about money, man. Uh, yeah, but how do you keep that? As the NCAA, who has tried to say it isn't about money for so long, um, how do you keep up that charade? No, but the it is all about the, money. The veil's coming down, man. The curtain. They're pulling the curtain now. Yeah, yeah. this is when. This is when. Uh, when unionization happens. Well, and I've heard several pundits talk about that. They think the college football, I'm hearing, You're hearing college football is going to live and die by what the SEC decides to do. Which mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's the, that's the best region to uh, <laughs> determine what to do on a national level, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah definitely. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Floridas and Georgias of the world get to decide for everybody else. This cool. is <laughs> well, speaking speaking of sickness, uh, Reed, I know you had some uh, some thoughts about Jordan's flu game. Yeah, so you guys haven't been watching the Last Dance, but I've I finished it uh, what last Sunday, and there has been some revelation about uh, what exactly went on in the 1998 uh, flu game. Can we go um, back? To- 
so real quick, because I'm not watching this. So the last dance, it's ten part series, and they were Correct. doing it for five weeks, two parts a week. Correct. Is each part an hour, or is it yes. longer than an hour? No, each part's an hour. Oh, but it's man. a true hour. There are no commercials, or very few commercials. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably like a fifty to fifty-five minute runtime. Mm. The most irritating thing is one commercial break per episode is a trivia is just a trivia question. And the time between the trivia question and the answer is about three quarters of a second. Oh, so you don't even give it just flashes and tells you the answer. It's like cool. (laughs) And it's like what five players from the 1994, 95 team are in there. Yeah. Just lift them all. Cool. I haven't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But so to give a little context, reading the answer interspersed inside the question. Yeah. What players? Jay Armstrong. Were. Yeah. Uh, Okay. To give a little context, this was a game that was played in Utah. So Chicago Bulls versus the Utah Jazz. Mm -hmm. And allegedly Jordan stayed at a hotel that wasn't necessarily where the rest of the team was. I've heard it was on the outskirts of Salt Lake. I've also heard that it was in Park City. But anyway, Jordan gets back to his hotel room and his security guards and guys are already in there. And they had all ordered room service and had eaten. Well, Jordan mm-hmm. gets pissed because he hadn't eaten yet. And the only thing open in the outskirts of Salt Lake or Park City at the time, again, this is 98, is a pizza place. So Jordan tells the story that they order a pizza. Uh, the pizza comes. He says five guys to deli- knock on the hotel room door to deliver the pizza. It has since come out. The pizzeria owner says, I remember this. I didn't even have five employees at the time. Like, why we? How would we even know that it was Michael Jordan's room? Why would they let us up and knock on the door and not leave it in the lobby? Like all these kinds of things. You know, it's not like they called in and paid with Michael Jordan's credit card, so they knew it was <laughs> Michael Jordan. Hmm. But so the pizza comes. Everybody else has already eaten. Michael Jordan spits on the pizza so that nobody will eat it because he's pissed, and he's like, this is my pizza. Nobody's eating this, so he spits on it. What? And uh, allegedly one of the pizza... Michael Jordan that I know from Space Jam. Yeah, right? (laughs) Not the same guy. He would never spit on a cartoon pizza. So allegedly one of the guys says, hey, man, I don't know. This thing doesn't look right, but Jordan is the only one that eats it. He wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, with cramps, starts vomiting, got the cold sweats and everything. And so when he played, the, the, the whole narrative and the myth around it was that he had the flu. But what it really was is he claims that it was food poisoning. Well, that's gotten morphed now with all the talking heads since that episode aired is that it's been morphed into from food poisoning to that the pizza was poisoned by utah jazz fans the food was poisoned thus food poisoning right yeah (laughs) just like if you stop testing they'll stop being so many cases of COVID 19 i mean it follows right right so if i close my eyes i can't see you guys so you you when you closed your eyes yeah you disappeared so the whole thing is he didn't have the flu. He had food poisoning from some uh, rank pizza that he ate from a pizza, the only pizzeria open in the Salt Lake City area after 10 p.m., mm. um, which to me, 
it makes sense because a flu is going to last longer than one game anyway. Um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the 24-hour flu? Well, that's true, the 24-hour flu. But if you're in a team and you're on a plane and you're in the bus and you're in a hotel and you're around oh, other people and no one else is sick. You just turned this thing into a Dr. Seuss story. Well, for a second. nobody else you're had in, it. When you're on a bus, when you're in a plane, when you're with the team. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Lorax. Yeah. It was more good. It was more uh, green eggs and ham. But... And ham or one fish, two fish. Uh, <laughs> but in all the other players, like Scottie Pippen and Kukoc and everybody, like kind of confirmed that they all knew it was food poisoning and it was kind of con- the conventional wisdom around the organization that it was food poisoning. But it was always billed as the flu game where he scored like, I forget, maybe in the 40s. He had a pretty good game. He had a bad first mm-hmm. half, but then he kind of turned it on in the second half and and uh, served it up to John Stockton and Carl uh, Malone and Havlicek and all those guys on that those great Utah teams. But that's been the talk of the town, and that was the big takeaway from whatever episode that was, episode 9 or episode 10. But the mm-hmm. flu game is now Pizzagate. Not that Pizzagate. No. Pizzagate 2. No. Yeah. Pizzagate 2, The Reckoning of Michael. No basements, children, or firearms in Pizzagate 2. Yeah, just some bad pizza. How do you yeah. look at a pizza, though? Like, okay, fine. He, he ate bad Wendy's. but Yeah, that's a real thing. How do you look at pizza, especially after somebody spit on it, and then be able to discern between someone spitting on the pizza, and that's what makes it look bad, and just generally bad-looking pizza? Yeah, I don't know. I've I've had food poisoning several times in my life, but I've never gotten it from pizza. Has anybody ever poisoned your food, though? Well, mm, I don't know. Did you ever Maybe. have like, flowers in the attic kind of situation? <laughs> no. Just no. sprinkle some. Uh, oh shoot! Now I can't. Arsenic. Arsenic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And plus, a pizza, even if you got some, like, you know, some ripe ronies or some bogus sausage on there, I mean, that thing goes through like a 20-minute molten lava oven. Isn't they going to kill everything? And that stuff's got so much salt and it's cured. And, I mean, everybody's eating a pizza that's sat out for two days on the stove, right? Everybody's been to college. Yeah, yeah, but they say, like, because of the acid in the tomato. It kills it. No, every 30 minutes, the bacteria on top of a pizza doubles. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. But yeah. I've also eaten like two-day-old pizza before. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's also yeah. good bacteria. Yeah. It just restores your, your gut bacteria. Right, it's your flora, yeah. your gut flora. Your, your gut flora, that's right. So it was either it's either bad pizza or uh, what is that? Uh, I can't think of what I'm thinking of now. That's Did okay, we, you just want to move on to the next story? Yeah. Something right now. We all got it. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, speaking of uh, spitting, uh, in uh, international cricket, the International Cricket Council has changed the rules uh, due to COVID 19. So apparently in cricket, it's very common for, it's very common to spit polish um, the, the ball. You call it a ball? 
I don't know what you call it. Like, I don't understand um, cricket, but no, no one does. Whatever the the ball or the no ball thing that they use in cricket, um, the I'm going to use some cricket terms here. The bowler or the mm-hmm, fielding team mm-hmm. uh, spit polishes the the ball, uh, but only one side of the ball uh, because they do that to to basically. Um, uh, create basically make the ball swing uh so it, it creates like asymmetry in the aerodynamics and so um what they usually do is lick their fingers put the saliva on the ball and then rub it on their pants to shine uh shine the ball um but that will no longer be allowed and so now um, they are no spitballs uh, huh? no spitballs but they can shine they'll allow sweat because uh, uh, Johns, Hopkins, Johns Hopkins University says that sweat uh, does not pose uh, does not pose a threat. So uh, that is I don't, I don't know which is grosser, honestly. Um, this gives me flashbacks to when Magic Johnson came out that he was HIV positive, and remember the whole conversation about sweat. Oh yeah, and that they proved that like nothing can be transmitted through sweat. Yeah, huh? I didn't know that. I mean, I, I well, at least remember. HIV and those kinds of diseases can't mm-hmm. be trans- transmitted through sweat. Doesn't make sense. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So wait, they so, spit on the ball to make it spin, or yeah, they it's like add a baseball and baseball. Yeah, they spit on the ball and just yeah, polish one back. side, and so when you throw the ball, I guess there's more drag. It wobbles. It's not polished, and so it causes it to, uh, yeah, wobble or swing or something. So. Um, yeah, I've also heard there's a big concern about spitting when baseball starts that you're not going to be allowed to spit in no baseball. Spitting. Yeah, no crying, gonna, no spit. That's going to be yeah. impossible. Well, it's interesting too because like so much of the, well, like the thing I was reading about cricket, it was saying that this the whole just like you know spit spit polishing, like licking your fingers, rubbing it on the ball, and then rubbing it on your pants or whatever. Like that's basically just an ingrained habit now for all these cricket players so they're like this yeah it'd be really hard have like a tick mm-hmm. so i'd imagine for baseball it's probably a very similar thing where you've got so many players in baseball that have their own like little rituals when they're batting or or pitching or whatever well especially the right. seeds and the and the mm-hmm. uh, chewing tobacco mm-hmm. and the gum and everything that they use like oh yeah that's where i wondered how this was going to work because a lot of those things are just unconscious ticks at this exactly. point. Exactly. Baseball is the tickiest sport. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I, I think that it would hold true for the bowlers in cricket where they're just not even going to realize they're doing it because they've done it for 20 years. Right. right. So how, what's that? Did this article say what the punishment will be if this is done? Oh, um... Am I am I gonna lose? I don't know. Are they runs? Am I gonna lose communication? Yeah, wow, I don't it, know. Cricket, cricket be serious. Cricket's for real, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what. Don't the, uh, so they're they're. I'm not sure what the um, what the penalty will be. Um, what? But they've but they've agreed to they they've agreed to enforce the ban. So it will be enforced somehow. We just you're as bad as it will be. Yeah. Well, you sound like you're the 
the chancellor of Notre Dame right now. Yeah. Yeah, we got a plan. <laughs> oh no, this this is just the way the world is right now. We're taking we're taking this very seriously. Our right. definition of taking this very seriously is extremely different from your definition of taking this right. very seriously. It's all relative. But trust us. Trust us. We're taking it seriously. We're taking measures. Yeah. We're taking measures, but we don't know what happens if people don't follow the measure. Right. Everything's recommended. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't do that. Okay, that's, what if I do? Well, we're figuring that out. Yeah, man, what that's freedom. That's freedom, and it's not free. Say something. Yeah, but it's something. Government's just turned into parents because that's how parents work. Hey, don't do that. What if I do? I, you yeah. know, I haven't gone that far yet. Just yeah. don't do it. So don't do it. Why? It's a paternalistic well, system, man. Well, I yeah. don't know. It could kill you. It might not, it though. I don't might know. Be fine. I'm yeah. not real sure right yeah. now, but until then, don't do it. Right. <laughs> it feels right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're. De- I think you're definitely right. I think you put the you put you put the finger on it. Like we're we're in the stage where it's. Uh, as parents, we have no idea what we're doing, and right. you never know that as a child that your parents have no clue what they're doing. Right, and so you're just right. making it up as you go along. That's basically. I think this is just pulling back the curtain that that's all that that's all that uh, the the people in charge have been doing anyway. Just like yeah, this this feels right, right? It's just all. Right. It's just the same approach as rowdy bucks or whatever they're called. Oh, you mean dad dollars? Dad dollars, yeah. Yeah, the mean dad dollars. Yeah, we, you know, uh, I got to say, with the quarantine, we've had no mean dad dollars. Oh, wow. We've had had a lot less, I don't know what it is, uh, we've had a lot less uh, uh, mean dad moments that we've. (laughs) Does that mean that people haven't earned their mean dad dollars or you just haven't been handing them out because you've been. I mean, uh, have they ever been handed out? You've been furloughed, so the mean yeah. dad bucks are not flowing. Well, I, as they so the, the economy it, shut down. There's no mean dad dollars flowing. Dad dollars. Yeah, so the way it works, yeah. So <laughs> again, if you if you don't know about this, basically the way it works, and this is a, just a parenting tip. <laughs> um, mean dad dollars, because we're all just like I said, we're all just making it up as we go along. So this is we're all just this, doing our best. This is, this is one tactic you can try. It's sure. it, it, it's it's camel cash. <laughs> essentially and so that's awesome which doesn't it, exist anymore well it, this is in my mic world it does okay <laughs> um so yeah you your kids you you tell your kids to do something they don't want to do it and you say hey sorry i gotta meet my quota i've got to get 30 you know if i get 30 more mean dad dollars by the end of the month I get my, I get my, I got my mean dad dollar, uh, kayak and fishing set pool table, my tackle box. (laughs) Um, so yeah, you just, and you can just throw out different prizes every month, like whatever, whatever you dream up, like, I mean, you know, it can change by the season. So my mean, my mean dad dollar, uh, cross country skis and, and parka. Yeah. I'm confused. Do they pay you? The Mean Dad Corporation pays me oh, mean dad the mean dad for being a mean dad. And so that's why it's like, like yeah, don't blame me. Don't blame me that you've got to go to bed uh, at 8 o'clock. Don't blame me that you've got to pause your video game. i got to get the Mean Dad dollars. Just trying to earn. You're instituting an external locus of control where nothing's ever going to look, man. Hey, man, that's just the system I live in. Hey, hey, get the, what, hey, what do you think? What do you think the government is, right? Ever since we got off the gold standard, it's all fiat currency anyway, right? 
<laughs> yes, different conversation, bro. Different conversation. <laughs> oh man. Oh. So you, so you haven't been earning him. No, I've, I've actually, I feel, I feel like for, the, for the most part, I've been pretty nice um, lately. You know, I'm great. That's what you just told me. It's a lot. I will say like mean dad dollars come into play a lot more when we're on a normal school schedule because you got a more button down routine where it's like, okay, I get off work, I get home, we eat dinner. Then I then I I sit with uh, my oldest daughter. We do her homework. We get that done. Maybe we've got time to read before bed, and then and then it's bedtime. So it's just like a lot less a lot less free time. So now we get all the schoolwork done by the afternoon. So in the evening, yeah, it's just a lot more a lot more leisure time. So the mean dad dollars don't come into play. So I think um, the mean dad corporation, I would say, is a product of our. Uh, 21st century rat race and uh so i i welcome this new lifestyle because um you know i'm i'm seeing the light that you know maybe maybe the mean dad corporation has been lying to me and maybe they were selling me a false false dream of uh of of dadhood so in this new economy mean dad the mean dad corp was non-essential is that what i'm hearing that's that's what it sounds like I would say I would say I've seen through their mirage. I've seen through uh, Joe Mean Dad, the cool the cool cartoon character that they that they uh, put on all their cool gear. Joe Mean Dad, they, oh, like Joe Camel. Yeah, he's not he's he's not the he's not the the cool dude. Uh, he's not the cool edgy dude that I thought he was. So, so could it be? Now hear me out. Uh, could it be? <laughs> And they just don't believe you anymore. Oh, for sure. It's like the Santa Claus. Effect. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. They don't believe yeah. anything I say. So, so it's a both and. Both like, hey, I haven't been doing it because I'm nicer. Also, it's not working. Also, it oh, was and, never and real. They never believed it. I mean, they never believed it. But just even, even like you said, that illusion of the external locus of control, it works. Uh-huh. It works in a strange way. They know it's not real. <laughs> But it, sh- but it shifts but it shifts it shifts the blame so i'm saying it's a it's a life hack that's use your illusion have you ever seen snowpiercer yeah oh the they train say, thing yeah yeah it reminds yeah. me of that that generally the the tailies are so focused on the haves and have-nots of their side that they've completely overlooked who is actually in control, which is those in the front of the train. And that's they've got. They're just Mission fighting. Accomplished. They're fighting amongst themselves. So your mean dad bucks are the uh, New Year's egg of parenting. Yes. Huh. That's a good. That's a good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, bugs. Sorry, spoiler. Speaking of um, life hacks, our favorite <laughs> football player, Tom Brady, uh, oh, yeah. has caught some heat lately uh, because he's been selling his TB12 brand uh, supplements. Just released today. So Tom Brady. This is the silver solution of the NFL. 
Basically, he is the Alex Jones of the NFL. Tom Brady. Go go ahead, Snoop. Take it away. Tom Brady announced he's selling a new vitamin supplement to enhance your immune system. It's called. He'll eat your children. Yeah. Yeah. For vitality. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, first off, let's get this out of the way. It's it's forty five dollars for a thirty day supply. You get sixty tablets. It's not bad. Now, this is, of course it's not F- non FDA approved. Oh, um, yeah. Do you trust the FDA? Hell no. Do I trust the FDA more yeah, than I trust? Talk about an external locus of control. Come on. Yeah. Do I trust, but but do I trust the FDA more than I trust newly minted Florida man Tom Brady? Yes. <laughs> Okay, I agree to disagree. We don't always know what we. The three of us don't always have to see eye to eye on every (laughs) on every issue. So go go ahead. Right. (laughs) Exhibit A. No holds barred. (laughs) (laughs) So inside this protect tablet, you've got a medley of at least five listed ingredients: vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, large tree extract. Don't know what that is, and beta glucan. Which elderberry may or may not cause cause the uh, cyto- cytokine storms. Basically, tr- improves your immune system, but makes it overactive, so you, your immune system ends up killing you oh. if you get coronavirus. Possibly, the mm. science this the science the jury's out on that. Um, the jury's out on science these days. I'm afraid. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? None of us know anything at this no. point. But, hey, maybe. <laughs> Who's to say? So Tom Brady, uh, we've talked about this before. I think he has he has quite the history with his TB12 supplements. Um, he he's he's a bit of a quack to to put it lightly. He's snake oil salesman. Yeah, he has uh, his own guru. Are you guys familiar with uh, Alex Guerrero? Mm-hmm. Yes. So he was the. He's Tom Brady's uh, guru. Now, he, you may know him as a doctor, which he's not, but don't worry. <laughs> uh, he doesn't hold a master's degree in traditional Chinese medicine from Samra University. Now, I'm, I'm going to read this part uh, word for word from the Wikipedia. An institution that closed in 2010 after the state of California dissolved the Bureau of Private Post-Secondary and Vocational Education Board in 2007, which had provided the school's accreditation. It's like Trump University's medical school. Yes. It's like Trump University's disavowed medical school. (laughs) They can't even handle it. No. Now, he he had been claiming to be a doctor, um, so he's been... Um, sanctioned by the uh, FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, in 2005. Uh, while he was claiming to be a hip doctor, he also went out and went ahead and said, and, uh, you know, the ball's on this guy. But if you're going to lie, go big. The, the bigger the lie, the less likely people will think you're lying, right? Is that how that works? Is there right. Like a- yeah, that was like um, uh, a Nazi uh, technique, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's the Overton window. Let's reset things. So in yeah. 2005, he's out there claiming, I'm a doctor, and also I can cure cancer, AIDS, multiple sclerosis, heart disease, diabetes, arthritis, arthritis, and Parkinson's disease using a supplement called Supreme Greens. So why do you have Not- a problem with this guy? That's all great. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Unclear, as I've pointed out before, unclear if you have to have 
all uh, <laughs> before he can cure the supreme being, or if you can have them uh, individually. So well, you know, you have to have the the Parkinson's trimmer to burn off the extra sugar from your diabetes. Right, right, right. and it just right. works like that. Once, once you have the Voltron of maladies, then. <laughs> So, oh, damn! Um, I only got four of those. That's, that's actually well, a great book, "The Voltron of All Maladies." Yeah. <laughs> it's worth checking out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is this is the guy that Tom Brady, Michigan man, uh, Florida man now, uh, has hitched his wagon to. Hmm. Uh, they've opened a business together, which is this this TB twelve. Um, uh, whatever you would call it. I don't want, I don't even want to call it a business. Uh, snake oil is really what it is. Uh, they put out a book. The book costs $200. What? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's called the, let me see. It's a good name. Oh, the TV 12 nutritional nutrition manual. Is it like a pop-up uh, book or we got some expensive fold out plates that they had to buy the rights to or what? No, well, it comes with uh, two copies of Dietetics. Yeah. <laughs> Just for light reading. Right. So in this book, he says, to avoid nightshade, <laughs> you need to eat more alkaline foods. Uh, and so he says this, now, this is going to shock you. He says all of this without actually presenting any evidence whatsoever. Um, and it all is of this, 2020. And then, well, no, they put this out, I think, in 27, 2014, oh. 2013. And it will, he can also reduce inflammation. But the, the, real, the real meaty part of this book is something he calls muscle pliability, mm. uh, which you're probably familiar with. It's like stretching. most of, of the TV of nutrition manual. Yes. Well, stretching and massage is what we may call it, but him huh. and his body coach alex guerrero he's a body coach now because he can't be call himself a doctor anymore what a terrible rule oh i i i do not i do not subscribe to this idea that people just can't walk around calling themselves doctor i yeah. think everybody should be willing should be able to call themselves doctor that way we can all go get haircuts yeah so it's a free country <laughs> Yeah. So body pliability. Uh, I should have sent. I should have sent this to Rowdy so he could read it as uh, Tom Brady. But muscle pliability is the name. Uh, this is a quote. Pliability is the name Alex and I give to the training regimen he and I do every day. Using his hands and elbows, Alex performs targeted deep force muscle work to lengthen and soften every muscle of my body as I rhythmically contract and relax that muscle. Sweet Jesus. Is this studio in Jupiter, Florida? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Bob Crafter's like, I'm here for the muscle pliability. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good Bob Craft if I do say something like that. <laughs> so the goal of pliability is to re-educate your brain-body connection, which continually sends messages to your muscles to stay long, soft, and primed. And you can yeah. think of it as a, both a warm-up and a cool-down. This oh, is getting real wow. sexy time. Huh. I, we, I gotta say, this all checks out. I took AP <laughs> biology and yeah, 
This is making sense. Just throw in a uh, osmosis and a mitochondria in there, and we're sold. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So this is all sold on its website. Don't don't worry about reading. Uh, you, well, you, you should probably start reading the 300-page book first, the nutrition manual. Sorry, it's not a book. It's a manual. Uh, and then you can sign up for his training app. Uh, I don't know if this is still live, but it, it used to be $100 a year to do his brain training app. Uh, and then, then of course, you can start getting into his supplements. Now, you might be saying, Snoop, this seems crazy. You know who else thinks this is crazy? Bill Belichick. Yeah, he sure does. In 2017, Alex Guerrero, a uh, friend of the stars, uh, what are those things called? Uh, the celebrity places for Scientology. Oh, celebrity centers. Yeah. Yeah. The celebrities, Alex Guerrero, the celebrity center of muscle pliability <laughs> uh, says that uh, goes, tries to go into Foxborough and finds that Nasser, his uh, credentials have been snatched from him by Bill mm. Belichick. Oh my. So Billy B took it away. So he is no longer allowed into the uh, facilities. So this is what gets us to today, 2020. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And again, newly minted Florida man, Tom Brady says, you know what I should do? I should really take, take the temperature of the room, uh, really see if this is something I want to uh, release. And yes, it is. I will release my immunity booster, Protect. <laughs> protect. The FDA not approved, the not FDA approved uh, immunity booster. So good on you, Tom Brady. This doesn't look like uh, like you're just trying to take advantage of everyone at all. Do you think Rasputin moved with him to Florida? Uh, Alex Guerrero. Yeah. So I know that he, they had, I know that they had a uh, center, the TB12 center, uh, beside uh, Gillette Stadium hmm. in Foxborough. So I've been, they're called TB12 Sport Therapy Centers. Dude, uh, Tom Brady is the John Travolta of yes. sports. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, the Tom, he's the Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah. He's Tom Cruise. He's, he's got that same – there's something about their eyes that when you look at them, it's just like, you're kind of crazy, dude. Yeah, you can definitely tell if somebody's loony by their eyes. I agree yeah. with that. Like probably very nice, probably very friendly. I think I think uh, I've heard I've, I've heard that about Tom Cruise, like very personable guys. So I think these not are, a so lot going on, not a lot going on. Yeah, between the ears. Yeah. yeah, you're on something here. First off, uh, Tom Brady has brought in. I believe that uh, Russell Wilson works with Alex Guerrero now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's got that, crazy eyes too. I know Rob Gronkowski does. Uh, I know that. Julian Edelman does so a lot of the of Tampa Bay guys do. So yeah, Russell he's Wilson definitely- had his own weird uh, supplement. His his was like um, yeah, concussions. But all these guys are like that's right. Yeah, al- alkaline. And so here we go. Danny Amendola, Jacoby Brissett, Julian. Oh, there's Jacoby Brissett, Colt, Jimmy Garoppolo, Rob Gronkowski, uh, Chris Hogan, Ty Law. Malibu They're all Gale. Patriots. They were all Patriots, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you get in there. You, right. But they, they were all Patriots at one time, and then they dispersed. Ty Law hadn't been a Patriot in a long time. No, nope, no. Nope. But this all yeah. started back in, like, 20, 2000, 
I want to say 2005 is when wow. uh, far back as I was reading this. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Tom, you know, the other thing that Tom Brady will tell you is, is he's the most hydrated person in the world. And he says this at a time where like two kids died last year from, uh, what is it called? Hydrating? Water toxicity? Hyper, yeah, hypohydration. I mean, what a moron. Well, we've always known that. Yeah, Michigan man. Yeah. Go big blue, I guess. So that's what I have to say about that. Anybody want to ask anything? No. Did I do a, Rowdy, did I do an okay job of, of covering that? I think you did a fantastic job, and I appreciate the the, the, the background research. Yeah. No uh, bad, bad dollars for the, for you. No, you're, you're good. You're good. Next up, we've got real sports. Back home again in Indiana. And it this week's film cinematic feature, if you will, was the 1949 Mickey Rooney movie, The Big Wheel. The Mickey Rooney joint. Mickey Rooney joint. <laughs> the Big Wheel. <laughs> Uh, it's a racing movie. This was uh, a, a listener's suggestion, right, Rowdy? Yeah, this was my Uncle Joe. He was, he was looking for a free, quote-unquote, uh, yeah. streaming movie. Subscription. Since this is uh, the, the month of May. Race weekend, right? Our, uh, yeah, the race weekend, which has now been postponed to, I think, August 23rd. August, yep. But yep. we moved up our we moved up Indiana's third phase opening just in time for, for Memorial Day weekend, right? Oh, there you go. That's true. Yeah. So uh, this, like I said, stars a very petite Mickey Rooney. Yes. Uh, all five foot two of him. But so he is uh, the son of a legendary uh, race car driver. What was his name again? Cannonball Coy. Cannonball Coy. Mickey Rooney's character is named Billy Coy. And uh, it, we follow on his adventure from racing midgets uh, at the local speedway to him getting in and qualifying for the uh, Indy 500 in Indianapolis. Um, a couple things. I took a few notes on this movie. A couple things. We don't have to go plot scene for scene plot. People should watch it. I enjoyed it. It was cool. I like old movies, uh, but I, I thought this was a good movie. Uh, you guys ever heard the term knothead before? Yeah. Yeah. They, they said a lot in this movie. I never yeah. heard it outside of my grandmother used to call me knothead, and I'd never heard anyone else say it until I heard this movie. They said it a lot. The there was, they there did was, say it a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of foul language in this movie. Not head. Uh, uh, the other thing I noticed uh, was <laughs> that um, there seemed to be a lot of mechanical failures on these cars. Yeah. Uh, throughout. Racing was much more dangerous than. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, raced in their shirt sleeves with no seat belts or helmets. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, their leathers just wide open. Wide yeah. open. Yeah. Leather. This, this when they would crash, they would fall out of the car. Yeah. The, the scenes where they would show the mid, because he, he starts out racing on uh, dirt track, uh, like racing midget cars. And that was some pretty crazy. You're drifting, man. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, they're full on drifting every yeah. turn in the mud in these tiny cars where literally if they stuck their elbows out too much, they get it taken off as their yeah. wheels are all just like 
uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, give too much away, but one of the cars, the wheel starts wobbling. Uh, yeah, it's clamber like, is off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty crazy. All the, uh, well, I mean, that's, that's kind of the wild thing too, is like, you've got, you know, a handful of mechanics on each team. Now it's like, you basically have a science lab for each right. race car. Right. Um, so, um, so Billy, Billy Coy, he uh, was racing for his dad. His dad died in a car crash at the Indy 500. Mm. And so Billy McCoy starts racing for his dad's, um, not his chauffeur, but back when they used to have like a, like a Napoli or a mechanic yeah. ride with you. Um, mm-hmm. So he starts riding or racing for red. They were doing double dash. Double dashes. There you go. And we were talking earlier before uh, off air that it's funny, these old movies and the timelines that happen. So at one point, Billy goes off to the East Coast to race a Daytona and uh, all along the East Coast, Dayton and these other places. And in the meantime, Basically only places with Dayton in the name. Yeah, that's Dayton, true. Daytona, Dayton. Yeah. That's, that's a good observation. <laughs> but in the meantime, Red is cheap. On the on the um, set crew, they're like, oh, that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We already we already mocked up this fake newspaper that said he was racing in Dayton. Can we just add an A to that? Right. <laughs> this took a. Right, exactly. Do you realize how long it takes to make a fake newspaper? Yeah, <laughs> in the 1949, <laughs> especially. What are, what do we what do we have here? Movable type? Come on. Right. Right. But the timelines are funny. At one point, uh, Billy goes off to the East Coast to race and. Uh, unbeknownst to him, Arthur, a.k.a. Red, slid up into Mrs. McCoy's DMs and married her while he was off racing. <laughs> and uh, he comes back after after several crashes and a broken leg to find that uh, Red and uh, Mrs. McCoy are married now and starts racing for Red again and qualifies for the 500, which did you guys notice that it was not Memorial Day it was decoration decoration day, day right yeah so this was pre memorial day they uh oh very interesting did you also notice that whenever they whenever they showed indianapolis it was all well not green screen it was rear projection so they were never I, actually yes. there i did notice that that it was the depth of field was off and so uh-huh. it was all rear projection yeah yeah there's a scene where he's like wa- walking <laughs> and they you know they matched it up fairly well like the way that they panned the cameras at the track so they had basically a second unit in indianapolis so all the all the 500 footage actually came from footage, yeah. the 1949 uh, 500. And this was um, way pre-Pagoda. Oh, yeah. There yeah. was none of that. I mean, it was unrecognizable as the mm-hmm. speedway, in essence. Yeah, and the entire infield was just parking and right. uh, no golf course. No EDM. No brickyard. No crossing at the brickyard. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, no, apparently they never, none of, none of the actors ever came to the track. I think Andy Rooney came out right after the movie came out to do basically like a publicity shot. Um, Did you just say Andy Rooney? Yeah. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Who's Andy Rooney? Andy Rooney's the 60 minutes guy. Oh, you know what I don't like about strawberry ice cream. (laughs) Do you ever... 
Nailed Do you it. ever have a hard time getting a, just one rubber band off of a rubber band ball? <laughs> oh. oh, man. That's awesome. You know what really gets my goat? <laughs> Damp newspapers. <laughs> oh, uh, man. man. All right. Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Mickey Rooney yeah. only came out to Indy after the movie was 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 finished. Oh, but yeah. Was um, yeah. But it is kind of interesting to watch how they how they faked all those how they faked all those scenes with their real yeah. projection and everything. Um, but yeah. We also talked about the timelines in these movies, but I didn't get. Mm-hmm. He goes to Red Shop. Mm. And he gets to California from Idaho, apparently. Yeah. Goes in there, gooses that girl, which, awkward. Um, hashtag me too. Uh, then that girl somehow falls in love with him because they had like, what, a couple lines of... of uh, oh yeah, dude. 1940s. Yeah. Keep, I mean, you got to keep things yeah. moving. Well, like Reed, Reed was talking about the whole thing with him going to the East Coast, crashing, recovering, coming back to see his mom. All that happened within like one minute. Yeah. <laughs> Read so, in the DMs, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, so they, they're there. they're yeah. just being they're just being efficient. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Me, meanwhile, we spend about five minutes on that girl. Uh, putting on her expensive dress to go yeah. on a date that never happens. Spoiler alert. $100 dress in the 1940s. Good grief. Yeah. It's almost $1,000 he gave her. I went yeah. and looked up. In 1960, I think I put in 1960. So in 1950, it, yeah, it was right around $1,000 he gave her. He's like, I, she just ran in and said, Daddy, I need money. I need lots of money. Yeah. He's like, And of hey. course, there was a musical scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. Yeah. In a club. Like, it, I mean, it is. It's so interesting to watch these old movies. They are very formulaic. They're very. I mean, that looked like the Casablanca set, that 1940s club. Well, they yeah. probably were just reusing a lot because yeah. this, apparently when this movie was made, uh, Mickey Rooney, he, he wanted to do. So he had done a series of movies uh, where he played a character called Andy Hardy. And that's another reason why I keep getting confused and calling him Andy Rooney. He was Andy Hardy. Um, and so he wanted to do a, sure. That's why. Got it. He wanted to do an Andy, or he wanted to do an Andy Hardy radio show and the head of the studio said no. And that made him mad. And so he basically was like, I went out of my contract and they were like, okay, well you, you owe us movies. So he apparently did, like 14 movies in a year just to get out of his contract. It's like a, it's like the Neil Young thing when Neil Young yeah. had to get out of his contract and he's like, all yeah, right, well, here's my, here's my rockabilly album. Yep. Here's my, here's my, uh, uh, my blues album. Mm-hmm. So he, he just cranked these movies out. And that's part of the reason why he was never in Indianapolis. Cause he was just like, basically he'd be like, all right, we've got two weeks. We're going to, I'm going to do my parts in two weeks. And then you build a movie around that. So that would crank these out. You know, he, the way he said his lines, I thought he was probably the most, like, natural person in the movie. Mm, uh, yeah. With all his lines, besides Hattie McDaniel, I thought she was the only person that also seemed like this was, you were actually having a conversation, not just reading. Like a real human, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was actually a real actor, yeah. Yeah, but his lines, sometimes I'm like, are you just mumbling through or just kind of like... <laughs> he's He's just trying to get out the door. He's like, we got... 
I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you one take. Yeah. This is going to be it. They call me one take Mick. Here yeah. We go. Yeah. Uh, me one take Andy, but your name's Mick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another part that you were talking about timelines. Here's another one. He goes to that uh, club where they have the uh, musical interview, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hammered. Sure. Yeah, this is where it, yeah it, that guy ordered happy ordered champagne with a shot of gin in it. Oh, For a was that that was happy? Wasn't that happy? I thought it was just some random drunk Irishman. I think it was just a random. Oh, guy. maybe it was. That it's would be that even worse because that race was the same night as him getting arrested. Oh yeah, when he killed Happy. When he oh, spoiler wow. alert. Whoa, boy, yeah. I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, but that was the same night. So at the end of the movie, they're like, man, we really got to wrap this up. So they had like six months of action in a month where his mom gets remarried to Red, another spoiler. Mm -hmm. All that breaks his leg, recovers, comes back to California. That all took a minute. Mm -hmm. And then within that same minute earlier in the movie, he could go to a club, listen to a woman sing, get drunk on champagne and gin, yeah. go to jail, get bailed out of jail, and then go And then go straight to a race. Straight yeah, to a race. To race. Through the protestations of Red, hey, I'm going to go jump in this car and kill Happy. Yeah. That all happens in the same amount of time. Yeah. It is interesting now that, yeah, the, the time. The fact that the fact that we spend more time listening to a woman in the club sing a song, five minutes worth. Yeah, that that is that is. But then, basically, his entire career when he leaves California and goes to the East Coast and actually starts to really make it as a race car driver, yeah, we don't see that all. The next thing we just see is he's just at Indianapolis. And it's like, yeah. oh. not to mention that the five hundred when he finally makes it to the five hundred and qualifies. That's like the last 30 minutes of the movie is the one race at the 500. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which let's. Which somehow you can just take a supercharger off somebody else's car and put it on yours and it's copacetic. Let's roll. Yeah. And, and just decide that you're going to race that day. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool. Walk off the street, get in a car and go. Well, they Things actually. That. So well, they also only have to pit for gas once at lap 275. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering about that. I was like, yeah. that seems like these were maybe just very efficient cars. I don't, no. I don't know. But they only do 200 laps. Mile 275. Oh, mile 275. Oh, man. Yeah. Guys, I, you, I'm shocked. There's a lot of plot holes here. I yeah. thought this was a documentary. <laughs> It was enjoyable, though. I li I mean, I liked it better than almost every other movie we watched. Really? Uh, I don't know. Right. Man. Bird was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I give it, I no. give it a thumbs up for sure. I you, like know, you know what I've realized though through through this whole real uh, real sports uh, exercise? Uh, I think I just like to watch movies. <laughs> 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 
Oh, that's cool. Because so far I've been a thumbs up on every single one. You, I'm just like, you and I like moving pictures and storytelling. Well, I mean, I don't know that you've ever seen a bad movie, Rowdy, for for the some of the movies that you watch. I mean, I don't think you've ever seen a bad movie. Yeah. I mean, I did watch that. Do you guys mind if I talk a little Assassin 33 AD? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we've blown past our time. Why not? Hey, let's, just, let's just go for it. I will say. Starring Heidi Montag. If you have Amazon Prime, <laughs> I read about this movie called Assassin 33 AD. And as you might be able to tell by the title, it's about going back and assassinating Jesus. <laughs> now, this is a quote-unquote Christian movie. Um, don't let that dissuade you. Uh, this this is not a Kevin Sorbo flick. This is uh, this stars uh, Heidi Montag from uh, The Hills. Inner Natalie Wood moment, correct? Exactly. Um, and essentially, the plot is extremists. Uh, uh, extremists send through time travel. Um, assassins back in time to kill Jesus because if they killed Jesus, Christianity would never have existed. That's that's the dumbest part. Uh, and when you they realized it, Jesus wasn't a Christian, right? Yes, and also that's part of the anyway. We, just to be clear, Rowdy, you put extremists in air quotes, and nobody can see you. Okay. <laughs> extremists in air quotes because they can't just they can't come out and say what religion they're from. <laughs> but they do say that these extremists are going to commit the ultimate jihad. So oh. you can probably figure out what where they're, where they're heading with that. Easily deduced. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I will say it's it, it, it's worth a few bucks to just watch it and just... Wait, you have to pay for it? You got to pay for it. I paid to see this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I paid to see this. Your Trump and check going the, to good the, use, boy. The thing, the thing is, at the end of the movie... Uh, the, the, movie, the movie ends, and my wife is sitting. And my wife is sitting next to me, and she kind of went in and out of paying attention to it. But but by the end of the movie, she just the movie ends, and she was laughing so hard she was crying. <laughs> and then we go to bed. I'm just about asleep, and I hear. I, I, she wakes me. She she's like, wait. So do you think? When they went back in time in this timeline, was this one from, and and I'm like, I don't know. Here's what I think. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. And then I fell asleep again. She's like, Classic okay, so, okay. It's a two hour trash movie, but then be irritated when someone asks a question about it. <laughs> oh, no, we had, like I was, I was that irritated, but it was just, it was like, she just, it didn't, it was like two or three times that, that we, we ended up talking about the movie after the fact. So I will say Assassin 33 AD, if you got Amazon Prime, you can rent it on there. It's like a couple bucks. It's terrible, but it's entertaining. Um, I, watch it. I, said, I, I just, I just like movies. So. Yeah, I, and that, I will. I stand by that assertion. Reed, you point. You nailed it. You, you, you never. You just like movies so much that you never seen a bad it. one. No, yeah. Like, yeah. How do those people get in there? How do the people get in the screen in my living room? Yes. And they're putting on the show for me. If they're putting right. on the show for me, the least I can do is sit through it. Oh, that's good times. That's okay, awesome. so did we do it? Are we at the end? I guess Did we so. make 
<laughs> we did it. Episode 140. We did sports as always. I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey, Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner, Brandon Casburn, Food Editor, Dennis Chu, and the Honorary Ball Boy this week is... I have no idea. I thought we were going to name Happy from the Big Wheel. Oh, yeah, Happy. That's right. We talked about it. I forgot. Happy. Happy from the Big Wheel? Oh, man, that was Happy got... uh, Happy got... um, They straight um, up showed him... They showed him... Burning Alive. Yeah. That was a fairly uh, gruesome scene, right? For 1949? For sure. I mean, this was pre-MPAA, but they... Yeah, Yeah. he was was melting. He got Tony... Who's the race car driver from Indiana? Smoke. Yeah, he got Tony Stewarted. He got he did get Tony Stewarted. <laughs> yeah. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sports 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 pod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, topics, or movies you want us to discuss. Hey, what's our next movie? This week on Real Sports, we will be watching the Sly Stallone classic over the top. Free oh, yes. with ads on Prime. Free, free with Prime if you have Prime. So find, uh, don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday. But we will ask, how about some sports? How about you start your engines? Yeah.